Welcome to the podcast, Earning Admission, with your host, Greg Kaplan, preparing teens for college, life, and career by helping them craft their bright future. This podcast series is for parents who feel lost and scared in the admission process and are looking for expert advice on how to prepare their kids with less stress. Greg is the author of the best-selling book, Earning Admission, available on Amazon and also at earningadmission.com, as well as the new free prep app artists available on iTunes and Google Play with weekly prompts specific to your students' goals. Learn more at artistscollege.com. Welcome, listener. I'm Greg Kaplan, and today we are going to be talking about the big moment that everything has been working for. 12th grade, the, the year where we actually apply to college or figure out next steps. So before we dive into that, I uh, just want to introduce ourselves. So like I said, I'm Greg Kaplan. I'm the author of Earning Admission, Real Strategies for Getting into Highly Selective Colleges. And I'm also the founder of the Artist College app, the first app that provides weekly customized admissions advice for grades 7 through 12 to navigate this entire process. So if you haven't checked that out, Go to artistcollege.com. Everything we talk about today is spoon-fed to you weekly so you stay on track uh, and maintain a healthy relationship with your kid. And I'm also joined, as always, by my co-host, Becky Harrington. Hello. So, Becky, senior year, and we were just talking about this, how, um, <laughs> how much we actually liked it, right? Yeah, because you're, you're on top of the world, like most of the like highly stressful things are over. You finally like figured out that whole locker thing, you know, <laughs> and like, you know how to get to your locker in time and get the stuff that you need and get to class on time and find your classes and trip over freshmen along the way. So it's it like senior year was epic. And there's all these awesome parties, like, you know, like there's all these, like you get to have a party where people bring you money after graduation. Like it's just a whole celebration. And I think that your entire senior year, someone at least once a month talks to you about how much potential you have. <laughs> but now the question where we come in is how do you actually realize that potential? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My sister, Michelle actually got to the point where she was like, I hate the word potential. <laughs> she was like, I will, I hate it. I will never hear that word again. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's such a cool, like, I mean, there's a lot of anxiety, I think with families. It's like, Oh my God, my kid's no longer a kid. They're going to be out, not no longer living in my home. So we want this year to be an enjoyable year, a year where there's not that stress, that fighting over what comes next. We want to empower your kids to do everything that they can do to make that potential into something. And, uh, have fun and, and enjoy it and recognize that a plan really does help along the way. So parents who are, well, you know, depending on, on when you're listening to this, so maybe you are listening to this because your kid just graduated. I was sitting in a meeting yesterday with two parents who were going to graduation today for both of their seniors and they were chit chatting about the transition and all the things that they needed to get prepped for. So if you have a 12th grader who just graduated, um, there's different things that you're preparing for, but this episode is actually for someone who has an 11th grader right now. 
who's going into 12th grade sometime in August or September. And if you are that person and you know other parents who are, who are those people, will you share this episode? Because we're about to get down into some real um, good advice for, 12th, for the 12th grade year. And we also have some um, other really um, pivotal episodes that we're planning out right now. So this is for, for you, parent, who's about to have a child who thinks they're on top of the world. <laughs> and let's keep them there, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So, Greg, obviously, uh, 12th grade is not actually a time that we get to just go to sleep and uh, skip school and take jello shots during your last period of the day, which sometimes I did in senior year. Uh, 12th grade is the time where we prepare um, for the next journey. And actually, as much as you're on top of the world, you're actually about to be the bottom feeder again. And so there's a lot of things that we want to talk to you about getting prepped for the next um, phase of, of ending high school and starting college. So we're going to be talking about essays, forms, uh, letters of recommendation. The first semester of 12th grade is actually super busy. Um, there is a lot that has to get done. And if you are just now thinking about college applications for the first time, we really, really, really want you to go back and listen to all of our episodes that we've had so far. You have a major catch up to do. Um, so Greg, let's talk about recommendations for senior year first semester. Sure. So we're recording this in June and it's like Becky just mentioned, this is looking ahead towards senior year. So if you're listening to this and it's September, October, or it's summer when this is coming out, um, the key for senior year is one, you want to start as early as possible. Uh, the students that I work with are getting going now. Um, most high schools do not give any extra time. So it's like, oh, like English class, let's work on our college essays. May or may not happen for your kid. And let's not assume that they're going to lay off on the homework or that your coaches for their uh, sports teams are going to say, oh, it's okay, Johnny or Susie, take the week off so you can uh, get into your dream school. That's not how the world works, is that you have to fit in your priorities and make it work with everyone else's schedule. So this is a really good teaching moment to say, have a plan and start early. When it comes to that plan, let's make sure that we're keeping an open mind. Um, when we refer to a plan, and Becky and I talk about this a lot, you know, not just on this show, but also you know, between ourselves, is that this plan, it may be to a four-year university, it may be to a community college, taking a gap year, uh, going to work uh, if, that's, if, you need, if your child needs time to kind of figure out what comes next. All are perfectly fine. It, it, there's, there's no right or wrong plan to have so long as you have a plan. The next point that I want to emphasize that we need to be prepared for, which is really important in this era of crushing student loan debt, is the financial aid process is usually separate from applying to college. So your kids are going to be submitting applications to get in, but you, uh, the parent, are going to be submitting uh, financial aid applications both to the federal government and sometimes and quite often actually to the schools themselves. So let's have a plan. Let's make sure that that plan includes applying for financial aid. If that's, um, and I don't know many people that it's not a concern for is paying for college. And third, this plan, let's get it going as soon as possible. So 
we're talking a lot about prep and organization. Um, so if you haven't downloaded the Artist College app, it's actually not too late. This is a perfect time because we have sections in there on financial aid. We have essay preparation tools that can help your child get ready for um, uh, writing those essays. And then we also have if you fill out the form at this point, um, your student knows where they're going, like what, what colleges they're looking to apply to that they would qualify for. So you, when you fill out the assessment, which is the first thing you do when you download the app, it's going to actually auto-populate your application deadlines. And so if you're feeling confused about like, well, I don't even know when those are or how to go about it. Um, if you download the Artist College app, it's going to give you everything you need. It takes about, I think, two minutes to fill out the assessment. And uh, right then and there, you're going to have all of this stuff auto-populated. So go ahead and get that going. We're also going to be working on uh, developing some e-courses for parents uh, and students around these topics uh, that we'll be releasing in the next few months. So uh, if you go on to artistcollege.com, you can always sign up for our email list to be updated when that happens. So when we talk about getting ready for, uh, for these applications, sometimes uh, when you enter senior year, you uh, get to a place where you actually have a free um, period, either first period or last period um, is off. And so if you, your child will probably prefer to think of if they don't have first period, well, that's sleep in time. Um, or if, if, if they don't have last period, that's extra time with my friends. But it can also be a great opportunity to say, well, that is going to be your time to practice for essays and get on top of your application. So um, the good news is that sometimes um, seniors end up having some extra time built into their schedule. And so if it's utilized correctly, they, it can definitely be, um, it can be used to catch up. But summertime, if you're listening to this before, like right when we release this, this is a great time to start getting prepped for those essays. And there's a lot of essay prep tools in artistcollege.com that give prompts um, so that your, your child can start practice writing for those essays and understand what needs to go in those essays. Um, and then also tools to help you get organized. So, um, so, uh, so the key here is that you've got to stay organized. Um, and if you have not even started that, um, we highly recommend that you uh, get organized. In fact, we did an episode, I think three or four episodes back where we talked specifically about the college organization binder, what goes in it, what you need um, to start organizing. You might want to go back and listen to that one. So, uh, Greg, uh, Essays. Let's talk a little bit about essays. That is primarily what you work with students on. It's your number one one-on-one uh, -on -one counseling um, and consulting is getting through the essays. So talk to us about like the essays and what parents need to know about them. Sure. The most important thing about essays is understanding which essays you have to write. I know that sounds really basic, but a lot of schools are use a universal application and it's called the common application and the common app can be accessed at www.commonapp.org and why do i bring this up is you no one no one not even me wants to write more essays than we need to when it comes to applying to college and so if 
your schools that your you or your child will be applying to are on there. This really streamlines the process, and you want to use the Common App. Uh, so a lot of schools say you can use the Common App, or you can use our own school's application. Schools do not give a preference for which application you use, so you'd be crazy to write all of these school-specific essays when you could use the Common App to kill as many birds with as few stones as possible. But when it comes to the essay, these are, um, and, and then when I talk about the essay, I talk about the Common App because there's thousands of uh, schools in the United States that are on it. And the main essay is just 500 to 650 words. That's four to five paragraphs. Easy. The only thing I would say is you got to make those four to five paragraphs count. Every word matters. And this is storytelling. And we are going to be doing probably several podcast episodes about how to write an essay. Like Becky mentioned, um, we're going to be launching an e-course on this. And also, Artis uh, takes the chapter about essays from my book, Earning Admission, and breaks it down in a way for you or your kid to get going on it in a structured way with examples of good essays and bad essays. But the key is to start now because I can tell you this, um, if a student comes to me and says, here's a draft of my essay, I can tell if it was written the night before versus if they spent a week on it, revising it, going back to it, talking about it with their, their parents or their English teacher or someone they trust that knows them, is that the only and the best advice I could have is start early and make sure your child actually reads it out loud and asks that question, does this actually like convince an admissions officer to admit me? And so um, these people, that's their job is to read essays and they can spot a good essay from a bad essay. And a good essay is one that's just thoughtful and, and gave someone time to refine it. So when it comes to the timing, why we ask for students to get going in summer or at a bare at a, the, like the latest in September, October is give yourself the time to write these and, and to, to, to mull it over. So um, when it comes to essays, I think one of the things that I know um, when I was that age is that it was really sensitive. Um, I wasn't a great writer. I was a really good orator. And when I was in high school, for whatever reason, English class gave us the option of doing like an essay, uh, oral presentation, or like some sort of like pictogram. I think that they were trying to like, I don't know, at the time they were trying to like expand and teach people the way that they needed to learn. But what happened is obviously I always chose the oral presentation <laughs> and I got straight A's in English, but I never wrote anything. And so my writing became a very like precious thing for me. It, 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 it's, I think even into my adulthood, as I've, uh, as I've taken the risk and written more, um, into my adulthood because I've been encouraged to, it's still really sensitive. Um, because I just never really learned the foundational, um, writing structure because nobody pushed me to do it. So I know that one of the things about the essay process is that it can be sensitive for these students, but it, you, I would say that if someone had been a little bit kinder with me through that process, it would have been a lot easier. So just, you know, instead of just taking a red pen and marking, marking it up, just sitting down and explaining to them, you know, okay, this is why this isn't working, or I think we should move this up here. Um, but not making it a shaming process, I think is a, a key part to it that and, and writing is going to be an, it, it's going to be intricate into anything and everything that they do. Our society with 
the way that online, the online world works, writing is becoming more and more important as a lifetime skill, no matter what um, area of field you get into. So I would say just, you know, make that a, make that a process that's not so painful that they never, ever want to work on it. So um, the other thing, so we've got essays. So the big thing is you've got applications. I love, we'll put a link to the Common App um, in this episode description so that you have access to that. So you've got your essays, you've got your application, which means lots of organization. Where are all those volunteer activities? What is all the list of things that you've been involved in? Do you have your references in order? There's a lot of things to get together. So start now. But then there's the financial aid piece. And this is really, really important. I remember my first year of school, like nobody told me about financial aid and you have to apply for it super in advance. It's not something you can do at the last minute. So uh, Greg, talk to us about what parents need to know about financial aid. Sure. Two uh, things to really keep in mind is one, again, deadlines. And two is that there are multiple forms that you have to complete. So financial aid, there's two parts to any financial aid process. One is called the FAFSA, which stands for the Federal Application for Student Aid. And this is a form that all colleges will use, even though you don't submit it to the colleges themselves. The FAFSA is accessed at www.fafsa.gov. And so this is, um, so there, the federal government, uh, and it's done this for, I think the last 60 or 70 years, provides uh, both grants and interest subsidized loans. So where the, the loans don't start racking up interest and there and when you do start paying it back the interest rates are much lower because the federal government is subsidizing them and so this is the form that you have to complete for what are called pell grants or these interest subsidized loans these are if you're going to have to take out loans to pay for college these are the loans that you want to take out and this application is due october 31st of a student's senior year so i just want to say that again october 31st of senior year is when this is due and from a division of labor standpoint, I would say um, parents focus on FAFSA, kids focus on the applications. If you, um, if the parents of a student who or an applicant are applying or are not married uh, or, or no longer married, is that you each parent will have to submit uh, their own separate FAFSA form. And what the FAFSA is basically measuring is, is it's taking your tax returns and financial status, so any assets you have, any liabilities you have, income, and assessing uh, an applicant's ability to pay for college. So it's not I can like how much I can pay for local state university or fancy schmancy private university down the street. It's just an ability like how much each year could a family contribute to college. And the key is, is that, um, so we're recording this, it's June 2019 you do not use 2018 income levels. You would be using the 2017 income that you would file in 2018. So this is a little confusing. So your senior year, you'd be actually using the income and assets from the sophomore year because that's what's filed in junior year tax return. And so this is a, a question that is kind of confusing. So one, you have to make sure you're using the right income. And this is particularly relevant if you are a business owner um, who's filing an extension. And that's why they kind of moved it up one year because uh, a lot of folks file extensions if you're a small business owner or a business owner in general. So it's 
senior year is when you apply, but you're using sophomore year income. Now, let's say junior year, uh, parent loses the job. You can include that information in the FAFSA to explain changes in income, but it's based on sophomore year income when you're submitting this as a senior. If one of the parents or both parents are like, if you're a guardian of a student and um, you're like, gosh, we don't have mom or dad's income or assets or anything, that's okay. Um, you need to input that into the system and say that we don't have it. There will be a place to explain that. If you're like, gosh, I don't even know if I can find this information, that's also okay because uh, you can always contact the university after you've been admitted. But the key is, is by getting this in October 31st, you're ensuring that they will review this and that there will be, you'll be under consideration for financial aid. A student came into my office last week, and this comes into my next point, which is a lot of schools also have school-specific financial aid applications. And this student got an email about having to apply for financial aid to a large state university here in the Southwest, and he, did, he totally missed the email. He didn't, I mean, he doesn't read email. And so he came into my office saying, the deadline was yesterday, uh, what do I do? We called, they're not going to give him any school financial aid because he didn't get it in by the deadline. Whether he qualified or not, we don't know. But please, please, please be aware of the deadlines. Um, this is the one part of the process because a lot of students are, most 17 year olds have never been exposed to this stuff. And it's not that, like, nor should they um, necessarily, but um, please take ownership of this process, parents, because uh, this comes with, I think, the territory when we just kind of know personal finances more in our 30s, 40s, 50s than we do in our teens. So this is something that I always encourage parents, like, please take the lead on this. Let your kids focus on essays and um, make sure this gets done. So in addition to, so we've got, you've got applications, you've got essays, you've got financial aid. Again, like I said, if you are feeling a little lost already, uh, download the Artist College app because all of this stuff is baked into it. It's, we, spent a, we spent a full year developing this app. Um, it's not a light version. It's got a lot of information in it. So, uh, so the last thing is when you're going into senior year, there's the second semester. Um, and sometimes it starts in the first semester, but it gets pretty strong in the second semester. And that is senioritis kick, kicks in. And we're going to do a whole episode on, on kind of the reason senioritis is a real thing and why it's actually important um, part of the process. But uh, so if, if you're talking about senioritis, just remember that 12th grade grades do matter. Um, and they're, they, can, they can come back to bite you. So make sure that you come up with a plan and you have a regular discussion. I think that a lot of what senioritis is really about is just burnout from the first semester of senior year. They're gonna have a full school load, they usually are at the height of their activities. Um, they're, you know, taking leadership responsibilities at this point in their school. Uh, their interaction with their friends, so their peer relationships are really important and also very active. And so by the second semester, that you, what you might be experiencing is just a need for a break. So maybe having some planned break. Uh, you know, there's a split you know, winter break, what do they need to just get some rest? How can they maintain the GPA that they need, but also get a break? Um, and how just having some regular 
conversations about that, I think is important instead of just being freaked out and mad about it. So, which is our, our normal response. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Um, so our practical wrap up is get organized, whether that's getting a binder together, maybe setting up some family meetings where you regularly start having these conversations. Again, like Greg talked about, if you are in a blended family, um, you might have to set up some meetings with your, um, with both parents in the room so that everybody's on the same page. I remember when I was applying for financial aid and my dad, um, you know, he was, he wasn't very active in my life. And I was like, dad, I need your tax information. And he was like, why, why do you need that? (laughs) He just didn't have any clue because he wasn't, he wasn't very active. And so starting to have those conversations, uh, set a time, uh, some time for essays, um, be prepared to apply for that financial aid. So remember it's an October deadline. It comes up. So it's one year in advance of, um, starting college. You got to get that done. So parents, you're on the line for your own deadlines here. Download the artist app. It's free to use for 14 days. It's $8.99, uh, $8.99 a month. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's worth it. There's so much stuff in here that you're about to um, tackle in the next few months. And this app would be a guide that would save you. So thank you so much for joining us. This is the Earning Admission Podcast with your host, um, Greg Kaplan. And just remember that you can always find out more about everything that we talk about on the artistcollege.com. This is the podcast section. And, uh, or you can click on the description of whatever you're using. If you're listening to this in iTunes or Google play, if you've been listening to this podcast, will you please go leave us a review on Google play or iTunes? It helps other parents like you be able to find our podcast and, and hear all of the great advice that we are giving every week. And thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.